Good morning. Happy Focus Friday. Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created by Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau. And I'm Sue Falcone, the founder and CEO of Remarkable. Now, why did we begin the show? We did it for you. We wanted you to be able to meet and get to know our talent that we represent at Remarkable personally as we do. And we wanted you to see their value as a speaker and perform or performer. And you never know, there might be an event that you're planning that you are just looking for that special person or you know someone that is. And also we wanted to make sure that we showed you how remarkable they are and they're going to give you tips today so that you can be remarkable too. Now, thank you for joining us today on this Friday. It's spring and we're just excited for you to be here. Our chat line is open. Feel free to place a comment or a question. We'll be glad to handle that for you. And we'd love to see where you're coming from today to us. So put that in there. We'd love to see how our reach looks. Now, today, our remarkable guest is the award-winning, world-class customer and employee experience keynote speaker and best-selling author of Thanks for Coming In Today, uh, which creating a culture where employees thrive and customer service is alive. I love that. I love that. Charles Ryan Milton shares, and he's going to give us some tips today, I can assure you, shares an amazing experience uh, about amazing customer and employee experience by sharing ideas, tools, tips, secrets of how you can have immediate, powerful, and game-changing results. Isn't that what we all want? I'm excited. Now, he sees phenomenal customer service as a natural extension of phenomenal employee culture. They go hand in hand. And he's going to provide you with an unforgettable experience to build customer loyalty and create a culture of happy employees from the top down. That's what he brings to every event. Welcome today, Ryan. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Sue. I, I just have to say on a personal note, you know, I've, I've known you for a few years now and uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend. And, uh, you know, there's just certain people that come into your life that are just such a, a light and a positive, encouraging, big heart, just, and, and they just make an impression on you. And I have to tell you that you are one of those people for me. And I just uh, really appreciate all you do. And I'm really thrilled to be on your show today. So thanks for having me, Sue. Wow. Woo, that's remarkable. I, I've already made my day. You made my day this morning. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to work with you and work with you and for you. So, you know, we're out there to uh, let the world know what you have to offer. Now, this is 30 minutes that goes by fast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, pretty soon it'll just be done. So we're, <laughs> we're going to get right in there. All right. Now, Ryan, let me ask you this. Everybody wants to know. They will ask this. How did you get in to the hospitality industry and become an award winning 
hotelier as well? Well, I, I think a lot of it had to do with just my upbringing. I mean, I, I grew up in the Midwest where, you know, hospitality um, is, uh, is, lives very well. It's, it's kind of like the South, probably the South a little bit more hospitable, but I uh, just had great family roots. And uh, I found myself working through high school and college at the largest theme park in the Midwest. It's called Kings Island. It's still there. If you love roller coasters, uh, check it out. And I just, uh, I got my first job uh, working in a little food stand there at, at 16 years old. And I loved it. And I just um, found myself working through high school and college at this theme park and just really enjoying um, taking care of the guest and creating experiences and making sure everything was clean. And um, at the same time, I had this dream of being a news anchor. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so I went to college and I got a degree in journalism and um, interned at a news station and really thought I was on that path to um, to to be a reporter and a news anchor. Um, but I just kept having this itch and, and kept finding myself and in, in, in getting drawn to hospitality. And um, long story short, I ended up getting a, my very first job at a hotel and I just fell in love. And the rest is history, I guess I made a career out of uh, managing uh, beautiful hotels, large hotels and big markets and uh, and having a lot of success in uh, going into hotels that were uh, considered maybe not performing well as it related to customer service, poor engagement with the employees, poor employee engagement scores, um, not great financial results. And um, I just found that I had a knack in going into these environments and then turning them around relatively, um, relatively quick, you know, sometimes six to six months to, to a year, which when you think about, um, you know, turning around a business, that's, that's a pretty short time frame. And, um, I really didn't feel like I was doing anything that special. I really was just being myself and and what it boiled down to was just taking care of the employees first. And I really believed if I could if I could take care of the employees and make sure they were happy, then everything else would start to fall into place. And, and that's really what what I just um, found to be the secret sauce. And that's what I believe in with my whole heart now is that if a bill if a if a business is truly um, truly wants to have a great customer experience. They really, really um, want that for their customers. The, the first step is creating an environment where their employees genuinely enjoy coming to work and enjoy working for you um, so that they can provide that, that customer experience. Because I believe that employees who um, enjoy coming to work will be better at serving the customer. That is so true and so needed. <laughs> you are so needed in the world today. But through, I'm sure this is covered in your book. Uh, thanks for coming in today. But what do you feel is the missing element in today's work culture, which is affecting the customer service experience? Mm -hmm. What is the what's that key that that seems to be missing? Well, there's a lot to unpack in that question, but I'll, I'll boil it down. I, I think that what what's missing a lot of times is um, is sometimes, especially now during the great resignation, uh, we hear that phrase a lot and, and specifically in, in the 
hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, retail, anywhere where a business is relying on a, what we call a frontline employee, um, it, it's so hard to find people. It's so hard to find good people. And so what happens is, is businesses will a lot of times um, will, will settle. They'll, they'll settle and they'll rush to make a hire. Um, and ultimately, that is a, is a bad decision because it's not the right fit. And, and so one of the things I talk a lot about is, is when you're looking for someone to work in your business to provide customer service, um, it's important to get to, to what their passion is and what, their heart, what the heart of, of, of what they want to do. And so um, when I interview employees or I have interviewed employees, um, really, there's only two questions that I that I ask that I'm really, really looking for the answer. Um, and, and I'll use the example of hotels because obviously, you know, largely my background is, is managing hotels. Um, I ask the question, you know, why would you want to work in a hotel? You can work anywhere. Why would you want to work in a hotel? Or if you're, you know, if you're a restaurant owner or operator, you ask, you know, why would you want to work in a restaurant? You run a retail store. Why would you want to work in a store? Just, you know, why would you want to work here in this environment? And the answer that I'm looking for is, is something along the lines of, you know, I really enjoy taking care of people. I really enjoy helping people. I like the, the fact that I can make someone's day. If you get the spirit of that answer, if you, if you get something along that line, you know that person is, has a heart for service. If, if they ask the question or if they answer the question, you know, well, I just need a job or, you know, I need a paycheck or, you know, probably not the person that's going to provide world-class customer service. Um, the second question I ask is, is kind of in the same line, but it's more specific. And I say, um, why would you want to work somewhere where you, um, you, you have to serve other people? There's so many jobs you can do now why would you work somewhere where you have to actually serve people and again i'm looking for that answer of you know it, it just gives me joy to help someone or to make someone stay um so, so to answer your question Sue, i think where we go wrong sometimes is we're settling um just to fill a position and i'm, I'm a big believer that i'd rather go without the, that person for a little while to find the right person that is so key that 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 is really key right on um, because I find that is, you know, and we don't take that enough time to to do the homework that we need to do to make sure. So thank you for sharing that. That's 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 priceless, because, like I said, in today's world, it's it's practical and it's doable. So you showed us that. Now, from one of your most requested keynotes, which is thanks for coming in today, creating a culture where employees thrive and customer services alive. What are some of the low cost solutions to transform a workplace into a customer centric enterprise, customer focused? Well, in that particular keynote, I, I unpack um, some key themes that I think have to be in place if you want to create an environment where employees come to work and give great customer service. Um, we don't have 45 minutes to go into that keynote right now, but I'll, I'll give a couple examples. 
Um, you know, first one is the first key theme I talk about in that keynote is first impressions matter. You have to get the first day right when you're hiring someone. I, I use the example of um, how, how, you know, if you go on a first date, and this always gets a chuckle out of the audience, I ask who's single in the audience, and, and ultimately a few people are brave and will volunteer. Um, and then I ask them, I go out in the audience and I say, you know, if you had a first date tonight, what are some things that you would do to get ready? And, uh, you know, depending on who it is, it's they may get their nails done or they're going to get their hair done. And, you know, you're going to make an extra effort to make a great first impression when you have a first date. And so I kind of translate in, into the fact that, you know, our customers every day, it's kind of a first date, right? Every day we're getting new customers into the doors of our business. And you don't get that second chance to make the first impression. As cliche as that phrase is, and we've heard it a million times. And so I, I'm crazy passionate. And I think businesses need to be crazy passionate and uh, obsessive about the details when it comes to making that first impression um, with their their hiring, their employees, the showing up the first day, showing that you're uh, excited for them to be there, that you're prepared. And this could be little things. Um, you know, if you're an establishment that has name tags for your employees, well, have the name tag ready, have the name tag, you know, ready to go. So as soon as they walk in, you present it to them, maybe you have a binder and a folder with everything they need. Um, that goes to show them uh, that you you've done your homework, that you're excited for them to be there. Um, so many times I, I see us, um, I see uh, managers who will um just say how desperate they are to find people. And we put all this energy into recruiting and all this money into recruiting and we find someone finally and then we totally wreck the first day because we're not prepared or we're unorganized. And so um, in, in the part where I talk about first impressions, I, I really get into, you know, not only obviously making sure that you have a great first impression for the customer, you know, your front door's clean, the landscaping looks good, all those things in, in before they even walk in the door but also the, the importance of making a great first impression on your, your new hires. Um, you know, there's a stat I, I, I've seen a few times where um, as many as, as, as half of the folks, 50% of the people that were hired last year um, that left their job, they did it in the first 90 days. And, and I really believe that's because they, you know, they showed up and they just they just weren't having a good experience, whether it was a poor boss or they just weren't, you know, wasn't what they thought it was going to be when they, when they got the job. So, um, so so I think a big thing someone can do right away is really look at that hiring process and look at what does the first day look like and just remind yourself um, you had a first day somewhere at some point and how excited you were, how nervous you were. And um, how, you know, important it is to to make that first experience one that makes that employee want to come back. Well, it sounds like to me that leadership is key yeah. and and making this beginning to happen. And also training is important. You have to have prepared something, you know, to make that employee feel comfortable and able to do that you know right. i think that's you know uh i'm from a training background a long time ago and i still am that you know because i feel like personal training is key it's key it is so it's thank you. you for sharing that 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 just pops to mind and those are some of the key things i think that 
you know, we get so busy that that doesn't matter, that we don't think matter, but they do matter. And to our customers, they certainly do matter. Absolutely. So in looking at that, because it starts with a leader, what does leaders of today, what quality do they need to have so that they can create that great workplace culture and which will result in great customer service experiences? Great, great question. Um, another phrase you hear a lot, um, and we sometimes just use it so much you forget about what it really means, but it's true. Uh, I, I think people always quit a boss, not a company. And so when I look at leaders and I'm hiring leaders, um, I need to know that they're going to be someone who's going to take care of our employees. And when hiring leaders, especially in, in a customer service environment where you're providing customer service, um, it is so crucial that um, we're surrounding ourselves with people that understand how they have a direct impact on creating this environment that I'm talking about, creating this environment where employees generally want to come to work. Um, I, you know, leaders, managers, um, frontline supervisors, general managers, you know, folks that are that are running these establishments um, wear so many hats, uh, especially today, post COVID. I mean, all of our, um, you know, all of our industries have been thinned out. Um, you know, we, we're doing so much more now with with less. Um, and so as a result, you know, our, our leadership, our managers are in a lot of ways overworked. They're they're doing more things than they used to. And they wear all these different hats. But I stress so much that out of all the hats that we wear as leaders, if you manage even one person, one person or a thousand. Out of all, all the hats that you wear, I really believe that the most important responsibility that you have and the most important thing that I would want you to be about is creating a place where your employees genuinely want to come to work. I really believe if you get that right, everything else is easier. Everything else is, is you're going to be more successful. So um, when identifying talent, when identifying leaders, when hiring managers, if they are responsible for manage, managing people within your organization, you better be certain that they are wired to take care of the employee and have a heart for in, in, ensuring that those employees uh, enjoy coming to work. Wow. That sounds so easy, doesn't it? It does. And I think we, um, I think we complicate it sometimes. And I, you know, it, it, I really actually, people ask me all the time, you know, is it, is it this simple? Is it really, you know, and that's why I said at the beginning of, the, of our talk, you know, I, I really feel like what I, what I was doing and having success was nothing, you know, groundbreaking here. It's just really, you know, at the end of the day, it's taking care of people and making sure people are, uh, they have what they need. They have the tools they need to do their job and they, they generally enjoy working for you. And so in my keynote, you know, I said the first, key theme is, is um, first impressions matter. The second key theme is don't be a jackass. Positive leaders win. If you want to, if you're serious about creating this environment where employees enjoy coming to work, 
the days of managing and leading by intimidation and being a jerk, that, those days are over. Um, you know, people are not tolerating bad bosses. You know, you've seen the movie Horrible Bosses. Um, you know, people don't tolerate that anymore because they don't have to. There's so many places people can go to work now. Um, so, you know, I, I unpack in that in that that second key theme, you know, some some important things that you need to make sure you're doing to ensure that, um, you know, you're you're not being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We don't want to be jerks. <laughs> and it is simple. But here's the next thing people always ask. They get uh and Lindy, thank you for agreeing with us. Uh, Lindy's on the line and she says it is about, you know, that simple mm -hmm. to, to know that. But a lot of people are so tied into short term success, results focused, that they leave out that piece about who's actually making that happen. But this is the one key thing I found people ask is, OK. Hey, Ryan, we're going to hire you to come in and you're going to motivate our, our leaders and our company and all. And we're just going to go do what you say. But the next question is now, Ryan, realistically, how long does it take to make a turnaround in company culture and see results with increased customer service experiences? How long does that take? Well, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> I would tell you that, you know, it, it, I don't think it takes as long as, as some people think. Um, if, if you can get some of these key things um, up and uh, up and going quickly. Um, but again, the biggest driver to all of this is the leadership and the folks that are managing the employees directly. Um, you know, there, there, there has to be hard conversations sometimes about, you know, whether or not you have people in place doing, you know, you know, taking care of your employees. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it this way. I used to say this all the time when I was, you know, when I managed folks. Um, if there's someone on my team, if there's a, some, if there's a leader on my team that is, um, being a jerk or, you know, the employees don't respect or, or they think, you know, he or she is not treating them fairly. I, I see that person as a threat to my mission. My mission is to create a place where people enjoy coming to work. And if I've got someone on my team that's impacting that, I'm taking that threat out, um, you know, quickly, because you, you can't you can't jeopardize that person being a poison that's really holding you back from creating this great place to work that, that I believe is so important. And you're right. We need to do that quickly and not wait. Right. Because the longer you wait, then the more damage control and, and it takes longer than to, to get up to what you need. And I think that's part of it too. They, you know, a little concern that they can't find someone right away. So, you know, they leave that, that threat there and uh so thanks for sharing that because that that's another part of this key you know key thing that works but you're right i think uh for some people they can go out of one of your experiences and have the mindset changed and say okay we're going to be different tomorrow mm -hmm. and take it a step at a time and plan it out 
and it can happen, you know, really quickly. Some will say, oh, I didn't, oh, I don't know. You know, so it, it depends. I think you're right on, uh, you've given them the tools to be in and you've given them everything they need. You've made it simple because I've seen some of your hand. It's very simple <laughs> in the book. The examples very simple, but they work. They do work. So thank you for sharing that. Now, would you believe in closing, <laughs> we're getting to that time, but I have one more question for you. Okay. Take your time. Um, Ryan, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? What am I going today to do today to be remarkable? Well, um, I, um, I, my, my mission now in life, I have a couple of missions, right? Uh, but I'm a relatively new dad. So uh, Charlie is home and he's, uh, he's 18 months. You can see him in, the, in a couple of the photos behind me. So um, I'm working hard on being a remarkable dad. And, uh, you know, some of the things that I do to, to do that is, is being very intentional about making time for my son, Charlie, and creating experiences. So um, today, um, I'm hoping we're having a remarkable day because when I'm finished with work today, uh, I'm in Florida. And we're going to be going to uh, a wetland area not far from here. Uh, he loves going in, into nature, exploring. And hopefully we're going to see some gators because uh, there's a lot of gators around here. So um, so I, I hope to be uh, I hope to make my my son's day remarkable to answer your question. Wow, that's great. And that is a unique experience. I mean, really, he's going to yeah. get introduced at an early age to the gators in uh, Florida. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, he's already seen some pretty cool stuff at a young age to live living down here. That is wonderful. Now, our challenge to our audience that is watching us today is what are you going to do today to be remarkable? It may be that you picked up a tip that you just heard that made you say, uh, look, I think I can, I can do that right now. We'd love to hear what you are going to do today to be remarkable. And we give that challenge. So you can put it in the chat or you can comment later on because we would love to know because we're all about helping people be remarkable and serving them. That's what it takes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ryan. This was amazing. I hope you have a remarkable spring weekend with that baby. And also, you've got lots of speaking coming up. So remember, you can just contact us to have Ryan at your next event. He can bring all that for you, no matter what the industry is, because it all this applies to any industry. So that's uh and Lindy says, thanks. She was, I'm, I'm sure she was taking notes. And everyone, we hope you will join us next Friday, which is the 28th. Can you believe the month is almost gone? I can't. <laughs> right. I, I just, it just hit me. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but our guest next week, next Friday will be Randy Fox. Now he's a high energy, international award-winning motivational keynote speaker. He's into transformational leadership and teamwork expert. He's a best-selling author and former NCAA basketball official. Don't we love those people? And did you ever meet a keynote speaker that uses no podiums, 
no PowerPoints, and no handouts? That's Randy Fox. And his most requested and highly acclaimed keynote, Silver Platter Service, captivates audiences in every industry and inspires people to take intentional action. You won't want to miss meeting Randy Fox next week. Also, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you won't miss an episode of our show. And you can go back and see all the previous episodes just in case you didn't remember everything Ryan shared with us today. You'll have a, a reference to go back to and also to refer somebody to. And we hope you have a remarkable spring weekend and we will see you next Friday. Thanks again, Ryan. Sue, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> and it was a joy and pleasure. Thank you.